Hi listeners, sorry this episode is a bit late. Since this is the season finale of Rocks Fall Everyone Dies, I wanted to make sure that it was done right and not just done quick. Thank you for your patience. Previously on Rocks Fall Everyone Dies. It's getting pretty close to four bells now. I think I want to go right to that island. A crowd has formed in the waters of the city-facing side of Duel Island to watch local hero Martello rid Gamladina of the scourge that is the Genozo pirates. Seconds we send before blood we spill. Sanjana, you're gonna be my second, and I want you to tell him that I'm gonna gut him like a fish. I'm certain that we can come to some arrangement where blood need not be shed today. He made a shield out of my niece. I just want to know also, before I gut him like a fish, why the hell he did it. So, parlay, probably not gonna happen. I will inform my captain. So the battle is joined, Sanja's like, get behind me, and Bambi's like, guidance, and he points at you with his turtle shell shield. Sanjana, Banked, and Martello, all of you are slowed. The pirates, receiving the signal from Benozo, each one of them will pick up a torch and oh. then toss the torches at you. Those of you in the know will recognize this as Alchemist's Fire in a big old splash. That will put Sanjana down. Dr. Claw is feeling melee. Gonna run in there and just get up in Martello's face. Total of 32 on the first hit. Yield, yield. <laughs> As he leaps away and land next to Dinozo, beware the might of Martello's marvelous mallet for another 22 damage. Dinozo grunts and Dr. Claw falls face first into the dirt. I don't understand my own strength. I hit this one, but that one died. I'm going to cast Healing Word towards Sanjana. I'm gonna cast Thunderwave. Pirate one is thrown 10 feet back. Pirate two, not thrown. Pirate three, not thrown. And pirate four and five are thrown into the surf and bashed against the rocks. Dinozo is going to level one attack at Banked, one attack at Greg, and then level one attack at Martello. Beyblade, Beyblade. Instead of going for damage, everyone seems upset about this shield. So I want to try to pull the shield away from him. Oh yeah. He has to beat a 28. Natural one without his shield. He's starting to look a little feral. Greg, the shield is at your feet. I'm definitely going to pick it up. This is so morbid, but can I use it? Add plus five to your AC. I did not think it was that big a deal. You murdered children on a beach about a hundred years ago. Why did you do it? Job it was. How do you know this? Yield! <laughs> Total of 17 damage. He goes limp with one arm being held up by Greg. Greg, you're the only thing keeping him on his knees. You could hear his heartbeat begin to slow. A hundred years ago, you murdered eight turtle babies. Those were my nieces and nephews. Tell me who hired you. Devit, Honeyport, this all you get. Now cast his tech thoughts. You see half a dozen people gathered around, talking, laughing, and this middle-aged halfling rolls out a map of the snout. The ring leader, he says he wants them as much alive as possible. You saw them, yes? And this dragonborn fellow. I saw them. They are frequently only guarded by one adult. Take them, we do. Make the money. Vision shifts. Dinozo is holding on to the claw of Vincenza, and she's looking him dead in the eye, and she spits in his face. And you feel in this memory pure rage, anger, and you watch your niece gutted and dragged back to a ship. Alive, we said. Why you do this, Dinozo? The spit. I don't like. How many we have alive? Most of them. There were some problems. And your vision of his memory fades out, staring at that shell. What do you do? I let go of him, just so stunned by what I've seen. Both Dinozo and Dr. Claw are dead. It's over. Yield. I'm gonna let it happen. I will end my necrotic shroud form and drop back to the ground. Martello reaches out to Asanjana as he raises a hand towards the audience, raising his hammer up in victory. As he's like taking in these cheers and adoration, they just flow through him as his fingers light on Sanjana as he's gonna dump lay hands on her. Would you say that that lay on hands is holy? Yes, it would be. Mm. Sanjana does her valiant best not to scream in pain as holy energy washes over her demonic form. Your lay on hands is not supposed to hurt normal things. In that case, he would use his divine sight. You just laid on hands 
a fiendish entity. Standing next to you are three undead creatures. Ugh. And that's where we'll be picking up. Welcome back to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. I'm Scott, he, him, and I'm the DM. Hi, I'm Tommy, he, him pronouns, and I play Lieutenant Banked Marceau. Hi, I'm Desombra, she, her pronouns, and I play Greg. Hi, I'm Lena, she, her, and I play Sanjana. Hi, I'm Jin, they, them, and I play Bambi. And guest starring Juan, he, him, as Martello Limo Ramiro Ursino Agosto Tursi. Martello is gonna stand up, flex his shoulders, start walking towards the shoreline, towards all the boats with all the crowd. Friends, we have been deceived. Before Martello finishes his sentence, Bambi's going to use Mind Link response. Ooh. Now, remind me again, is there a save for that? No. When you're using Mind Link to, to, uh, telepathically, I was, uh, I don't know how I was about to pronounce that, but it was going to be very wrong. <laughs> to a creature, you can use your action to give that creature the ability to speak telepathically with you for one hour or until you end this effect as an action. To use this ability, the creature must be able to see you and must be within 50 feet. I command it to be so. Okay. So what do you do with this mind link response? She's going to look at him and with a quivering voice, she's going to be like, Martello? God? Please, <laughs> please, please don't, don't do this. this. Once he starts recognizing the voice, he would turn to look towards her. You have fought with us in a very valiant way, and I'd like to thank you for that. There was something that was done to someone that I, I love dearly. And you saw that there was honor in fighting with us rather than against us. Truth is, we don't want to be the way that we are. And if there is a way to get us out of it, we just don't know how. And by all means, I respect whatever decision you make. But I implore you to help us as the honorable man that you are. As he's looking at her, he's going to see she is crying. All right, in that case, I'm going to need a performance check. because. What know. do you mean a performance check? Besides the party, this is the first person that she's met since she's become a mushroom that has accepted her for being a person. Of course she's crying. She's hurt that because she's a mushroom, he wants to kill her. Um, in that case, Martello, do tears work on you? I mean, Martello's the type of super macho hero that if a damsel starts crying asking for help, it's gonna work. Alright, so in that case, I guess advantage on persuasion? Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Second, second time rolling. Um, Oof. I rolled a 20. That's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the first roll was a 12 and the second roll is a 20, so uh, that's a big difference. Martello, because it is your character, I'm out of this. I'm basically asking you, what do you think a 20 does for you? I think it's definitely a good start. Martello's going to say this out loud, not through the mind link, because he doesn't understand how it works. Because you don't understand how the mind link works, it's going to be like echoey feedback type thing where you hear him in your mind and then you hear his voice and it's just slightly disconcerting. <laughs> answer, answer me this. Did you, Did you come, come to this town, this town planning, planning on hurting or killing any innocents? You want the whole truth? We did not come to this town planning on hurting anyone of our own accord. Whether or not we did so because of the monster who's controlling us, it's not something that we want. Is this conversation happening out loud now? She does say it out loud because of the fact that he has said it out loud. It is rude to continue the conversation in his head with my link. So it's Martello now getting that double reverb too. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that Bambi is a little more practiced at using her own mind powers. Bambi's turned it off so that you wouldn't get that. Uh, it would have been funny to just see random thoughts that pop into Bambi's head. At this point, Bambi, I would like to point out, you are experiencing goosebumps and a sensation of falling just as you're about to fall asleep, that kind of falling. 
and oddly, sort of a resigned scent of wildflowers, if you get my drift. The scent of wildflowers actually helps steady her nerves, and she takes a breath, and it comes out really shaky. Martello considers all this as he looks at each of you, and then turns to the crowd. Party at the chiseled jaw! I'll see you there! The crowd erupts. Like, you just see a wave as people rise and fall, and then, like, the boats start rocking, one person falls in. (laughs) But, uh, I just wanted to establish real fast, the moment he says that, he turns to the rest of the group and says, we're going to talk about this. Oh, no. Big dad energy. (laughs) Bambi nods emphatically. And you know how when a child cries and they try to wipe the tears, but they don't wipe the tears like with a finger. They wipe the tears with their wrists. Are you going full sleeve? I still do that as an adult. Well, this is true, but she's really in on herself. Like, she's really, like... How old um, is Bambi, by the way? I actually don't have a good age reference for her. See, no, Bambi's in her early 20s. She's got salt and pepper hair, and she looks like she should have glasses on because she's constantly squinting when she has to look at far away. But because she didn't have a childhood, there are moments where she actually, like, becomes a child. In this moment particularly, she's this father voice has come and said, we're going to talk about this. And she wipes her eye with her wrist and nods. I'm just going to stand close to Bambi, just in case. Because there's still a lot of... Oh my god, what happened to the pirates? The other pirates. Oh Oh, god, the pirates pirates are still there, aren't they? (laughs) Oh yeah, they're still sitting there with their knees in the sand, with their hands behind their heads, just kind of looking back and forth at each other. One of them, he takes his hands off the back of his head, raises his hand, he's just like, uh... uh yes, Qu- question for the man in front. Yeah, could, can we go now? Um, and, you know, take our, our dad with us? Uh, sure. I'm gonna walk up to Martello, and I'm gonna say, I know you're a holy man. Do you have any way of blessing the, I don't know, the funerals? I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm not really that involved with post-victory stuff on the losing side. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, while this is going on, Sancho's just going to go over to the dead bodies and loot away. Make an investigation check for me. Okay. I rolled a 23. Nice. Which body are you checking first? Nothing that's been squished in the water. So the closest one that's like still on land and, you know, intact. Let me just go ahead and tell you what goodies this nondescript pirate has on them. It is so nondescript of a pirate that you can't even tell gender. Oh, man. Non-binary pirate rights. Non-binary pirates, indeed. Their name was Jean. <laughs> Let's see. They've got some leather armor on. They've got a scimitar and a light crossbow. Basically, the equipment from a bandit. I mean pirate. Totally using the pirate version of the same NPC. It's a monster manual entry. What do you want <laughs> so, in my life? all of it. Define all of it. Close to. <laughs> really? You're just going to leave a naked Are you body just convinced this paladin to, like, not try to kill you right now, and you strip a dead body naked? I mean, he's not using it. That's fair. <laughs> um, DM? Yes? Bambi would like to inspect and therefore loot the body of the pretty orc lady. Six foot something or other pretty orc lady. Um, scary pretty orc lady. The scary pretty orc lady. Okay. Dr. Claw is wearing the equivalent of hide armor, but it's more like a skin tight black cat suit type of thing. Yes. Sexy orc lady. You find these two plate gauntlets with these sort of bronze spiky collars. They're basically these gauntleted claws. They're very nice looking. I would like to take the claws. Take the claws. You ha- now have a pair of melee claw weapons. Enjoy. Is there anyone else that we haven't looted yet? Let me just answer some things. Sanjana first. Sanjana, you found a scimitar, a light crossbow, some bolts, and uh, leather armor. And you took all of it. So you take some clothes as well. Go ahead and add peasant clothing to your sheet. I, I don't remember what it's called. I wasn't expecting you to take the clothing. Basic clothing. But yes, you leave a naked androgynous body there. Ha ha. Oh, I didn't expect it to be so smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> oh, God. No. Why is that worse? Stereotypes. It's not a joke against being non-binary. It's a joke against not being developed. <laughs> the character is not developed to the point where it's literally smooth in the clothes. Is it weird that this character doesn't even have a mouth or a nose? 
I didn't know we were fighting against a crash test dummy. Indeed. It is a crash test dummy pirate. Oh no, are we in Epcot? <laughs> <laughs> so make your investigation check. Yeah, you silly goose. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you. Me? Okay. Investigate. <laughs> Investigate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I got a 20. Yay. Yay. I don't know if you deserved it though. <laughs> <laughs> Those claws are pretty neat. You have removed them. And underneath, you find on the right hand index finger is a ring. It has a number of different arcane little symbols on it and half of a yin-yang symbol. Ooh. Yes. What's it made of? It is made of platinum. Make an arcana check for me. Okay. I rolled a 24. This is a spell component, or at least the material component, for a very interesting clerical spell called Warding Bond. At least half of it. I can assume that Dinozo has the other half? That would be a safe and fair assumption, based on context clues. And they were married. While all this is happening, can LeFou just starting to loot Dinozo? Oh, yeah. LeFou is on Dinozo, like, white on rice. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yes. Do I have to roll an investigation for him? I would be rolling it, and I am trying to find... He has a plus three to investigation, if that helps. A plus three, you say? Ooh. Yep. I'm looking, I'm looking at the character sheet now. Fancy. Yeah. So that's a total of a 22. I have to say, like, considering, like, LeFou has a plus two intelligence, which makes him being canonically illiterate all the funnier to me. <laughs> Listen, just because you're smart doesn't mean you can read. This is true. You can be incredibly intelligent and not have a formal education. Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's just that normally in D&D, if you have a positive intelligence, you can just read. LeFou is going to find a pretty standard longsword, a crossbow, a net for some reason, a set of chainmail, also a ring that is shockingly similar to the one that Bambi found but LeFou does not know that because he is not in Bambi's head. And also he finds a little marble statue that is shaped somewhat like an elephant. Mm. And LeFou, as is his job description, brings everything to you, keeping the ring for himself. I like how we just sort of like skirted over like the will talk and then like everybody's like, okay, let's loot. Oh, yay. <laughs> Adventurers. Ugh. I'm asking Sanjana, I'm asking Bambi if they want to put their stuff into the bag. They don't have to if they don't want to. It's just easier to carry rather than carrying it in your arms or in your pockets. Sanjan will keep the weapons and pass over the clothing. Okay. The pirates are watching all of this. As soon as the bodies are looted, they're taking the naked crew member and they're just like, bury him now? Bury him now. On a one, a two, and a three, and they toss the naked body into the ocean. Ah, yes. The honorable pirate funeral. Uh, does anybody want to say a few words? Yeah. They owed me ten quid. Official they, them pronouns. It's canon. Continue. The other nondescript pirates are just going to sort of approach gingerly toward Dr. Claw and Dinozo since they are actively being looted at the moment. May we... Hold off till my friend finishes picking the body. Got it. Okay. Understood. I don't know why I just pictured as they came up, LeFou hissing at them. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, the food. The food would be nice, I'm sure. It's all about hello. <laughs> so what's Greg doing during all of this? Greg is still really, really sad. He's holding on to Vinny and looking off into the distance really sad. Holding on to Vinny reminds me about a mistake that I made last episode with that equipment. Because you don't have proficiency in shields because you're a bard, actually wielding that shield is going to come with some penalties. And also it doesn't provide a plus five right away. It's only a plus two until you attune, at which point it will become a plus five. So just letting you know. I think for this particular item, it's something that he's going to like hold near and dear to him. I don't think he's going to necessarily use it yet. It's not going to be something that he's going to want to use, except in really extreme cases. So you don't have to use it, but if you want to attune to it, you can. Are you sitting, like, within sight of the group? No, he's, like, off to the side, kind of at the edge of the beach. Bambi's going to notice and walk over. Copper? 
for your thoughts on me. Yes, sure. What's going on in there? I just, I just can't believe she's gone. And I just messed everything up as usual. Don't say that. I know you feel like you failed, but you didn't abandon her. She's with you now. And honestly, with all the changes that I know that you've gone through over the past, I don't even know how many years. I'm pretty sure that you've really become someone that she might actually be proud of. Yeah, you're just way too sweet. You probably shouldn't be messing with someone like me because I just screw everything up. And you know, you've been one of the only people who's been able to make me smile since any of this has happened. So forgive me if I don't believe you when you say that you're just one big screw up. I like to think that, you know, you've really helped make this family, however broken we might be. I don't know much, but I know one thing. We're getting out of this. We got to get Khaled. I don't know how. Martello, make a perception check for that. Seven. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> there are waves crashing on one side of the sandbar. So. Exactly. On the ocean side, there are waves crashing in the distance with gentle lapping on the opposite side and the lights of the city in the distance. It's all very dramatic. During this very emotional scene, no, Martello, you do not hear the name Khaled pop up. Okay. Yeah. On the other hand, while this is going on, Sanjana's making uh, friends with her new scimitar. She's running around and fighting imaginary pirates going, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha right there. <laughs> running around splashing you know waves. I feel like that's why Martello didn't notice. He was like gonna try to listen and then he just confused like, does she realize that this is kind of a tense situation right now? I'm not quite sure. She seems a little, you know, glib at times. She's just excitable question mark i don't know this is the best i can discern she does have great form and i'm going to summon the long sword and i go no 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 you you, you can't do that you, you have to yeah here let me show you let me show you i like how you did the walking away from the mic thank you thank you <laughs> didn't i just say we were gonna discuss this what is happening here you know i'm trying to figure that out too i say as lefou this is all very strange but look i found an elephant oh kids all right, please now add a, uh, you know what? I'll send you a link with the magic item. Sounds good. Oh, it's a magic item? I thought I was just literally taking like a little toy. No, I'm very upset. <laughs> oh, wait, meta knowledge. Is it what I think it is? Meta knowledge. It is what you think it is. Oh my God. Meta knowledge. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I heard elephant. Yay. Yay, elephant. So much for like a deeply affecting emotional scene. <laughs> Sorry, back in character. What is going on? Ooh, elephant. So by this point, the gondolier has pulled up onto the shore, waiting for you patiently. Oh, thank God our ride is here. Here, sir, hold this. Thank you. And I'll just get on boat. As the pirates drag the bodies of their captain and doctor away. It's fine. It's fine. Wait, do they throw them into the water and they start smacking into the rocks too? You know what? You don't stay long enough to find out. No, no, we do. We do. <laughs> I need to know what happens to Dr. Claw. They argue about it for a while. Eventually, they just decide, Dr. Claw, we kind of like her. I guess we'll give her a proper burial. Uh, Captain, I guess Brisbane wants to know. Okay, fine. So they take them both. They throw them both into the rowboat, and they start rowing away. Have fun. I don't think they can hear us from here. Did they take Dr. Claw's body, too? Yes. Okay. Yes, Gondolier, if, if you could please sail us forward back to... The chisel jaw, chisel chin, something like that. Thank you. The stubbly beard. Sanjana hoists the scimitar up and says, Yeah, I'm a pirate. God. <laughs> God. Back at the chisel jaw, the drinks are flowing freely, the adoring public seemingly not noticing that their hero's cape is only flapping at a half-hearted billow clearly preoccupied with the night's events. I'm going to make an assumption here that Greg is just sitting in the back of the room, morose. Yeah, and drunk. Oh, no, wait, that's just me. <laughs> we are all of legal drinking age. Meanwhile, LeFou has a lampshade on his head and he's drinking profusely. Control your child. Let him have his fun. Okay, sure. Would you like to have this conversation upstairs now or morning? Now. Now. All right, well, we all have rooms. Do you already have a room here, Martello? Of course. 
Well, if you'd feel more comfortable having us in your room, I think that might be a good idea. And so Martello will lead him up to his room. Even though it's a room in an inn, it's larger than you would expect a room in an inn to be. On top of the counters, there are like various trophies, first place in random athletic events. Posted on the wall are various drawings of him that seem to have been made by children. But if you look closer, about half of them were actually drawn by LeFou. <laughs> oh my god. And on like each of the walls, there are antlers. Antlers on three of the walls, and then the wall that has the headboard of the bed up against it, there are antlers like at the top of the headboard. Yeah. New Age Rustic. I like it. <laughs> we may not agree on a lot of things, but I do appreciate your sense of style. I have a very important question. Out of character? Sure. Is there a spittoon included in this decor? Oh, uh, yes. Over in the Guys, corner. Guys, you're going to anger the mouse. All right. Period. End of discussion. Martello will pull up a chair, face them, sit down. All right. Start talking. What's your first question? You said this entire situation wasn't of your own making what happened well we were killed yeah we all belong to a mercenary program and part of the bank platinum mercenary something something i don't know whatever it doesn't really matter bambi is right we are not alive um do you remember when we went to that gem shop yes the shirt that i'm wearing right now Yeah, so, exactly. Hmm, wow. (laughs) Do you remember the conversation I had with you? The uh, wizard who sent us to pick up gems and whatnot? It's true, we were sent by a very powerful wizard. But there's a darker note to it. We did a simple job. We found ourselves underground, actually dying under rubble and, and destruction. The next thing that we knew... Being controlled like puppets. Our life is not our own anymore. And we're stuck. And this is not how we want to be. We don't even have a choice to leave if we don't get back by... What did he give us? A month? A month, yeah. Then something bad's going to happen. Tell me, Martello, how much do you know about necromancers? When you say necromancer, his eyes narrow a bit. They're better off dead and staying dead. Nobody in this room will disagree with you. If this necromancer were to die, would that free you? I'm not going to lie. We have no idea. We are so in over our heads, Martello. I don't know if I'm the only person that's scared, but I will be the first to admit it. Honestly, I lived a bit of a simple life before this all happened. I was doing a favor for a friend so that we could fund a library. And I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know whether or not what we're doing might lead to something just horrific that we don't even know we're doing. And that really frightens me. And you say you have a month before you return to this Necrofancer. What did you say his name was? Khaled. Khaled. As in Al-Mait Al-Ilhi Al-Khaled. That was the first time you actually said that to him. That's true. Can I ask how you know him? Martello breaks eye contact for a moment as he looks downward. Unconsciously, his hand drifts to the hammer at his side. I wasn't always the great hero you see before you. I was once a child. <gasps> How did LeFou just gasp through the walls? I think this place is haunted. But anyway, I was once a child. I lived in a peaceful village with my family. And then Al came. Sanja's staring at him. Her face is expressionless. Look, what's important is that I killed him. I do have a question regarding your intentions. You're speaking of using the rest of this month to continue working for him. Why don't you try to use this time to find some sort of remedy to your situation? I'm not going to lie. I don't know where to start. The only real place we have to start is him. I'm a little bit nervous to kill him outright just because maybe he's the only way we can go back to what we once were. And even if that's not true, we don't know the consequences. I mean, if we don't get back to him, something's going to happen to us. What if when we kill him, the same rules apply? Let's think about it logically. A man as smart as him would have some sort of failsafe or contingency plan set in. (laughs) I think you're overcomplicating this. You're saying you don't know where to start? Every journey starts the same way. One step. 
That was surprisingly profound for Martello. Martello has a 13 wisdom. He has some wisdom. I swear. Martello, that's cute, but we don't have anything. He stands up and says, you have me. And I'm a hero. Oh, hey. This is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg. And your social media manager, DeSombro. Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at rfedpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. Sanjana. Yes. So it was a interesting morning of sleep, I guess, because it was about 5 or 6 a.m. when you actually went to bed. So what around what time would you say Sanjana wakes up? Oh, no earlier than 9. So at least three hours of sleep. Great. Okay. Fresh as a daisy. Ah, I love it. So what is Sanjana's wake up look like? How does that manifest? Well, Sanjana's laying in her bed of a weird mix of silk and burlap because she's weird like that. Where'd you get the silk? <laughs> she purchased it. Ah. <laughs> you brought silk and burlap to an inn. I love it. It's very Sanjana. She sits straight up in bed when she decides to wake up and is ready to kill anyone who's around her. It is not a peaceful wake up. Got it. So... Considering that your natural form is your hag form, I'm going to make an executive decision that you wake up in hag form. <laughs> Major bedhead. Yeah, there's a massive cowlick. There's several strands of wiry black hair with a few orange runners in it sticking up off to the side. <laughs> you try and lick it down with a long, pointy, slimy tongue, and it just kind of flips back up when you're done with it. <laughs> she is not happy. Of course, she's going to wake up and brush her fangs. Very good. All right. Whatever the medieval-ish equivalent of toothpaste is, I'm assuming something along the lines of salt and something. <laughs> salt I, and sand. And maybe a little bit of crushed herbs for flavor. Who knows? I don't know what medieval toothpaste was like, if there even was medieval toothpaste. I could research it, but eh, my Google foo is not strong today. So brushing those teeth, there are a lot of them, a lot more than would fit in a normal humanoid mouth. And your jaw can open much wider so you can get way back at the molars much easier. That's good. There you go. One of the benefits. Good oral hygiene. Well, you know, she considers herself a little bit of a salesperson. So uh, got to keep the appearances up. About how long does your morning ritual take? Oh, she's not a priss. She's done in 10 minutes. So what's the plan, Sanja? Tell me what you want to do. It's your scene. Live it. Got to stretch out a little bit. Your arms reach the ceiling in both sides of the room. And she lets out a growl. Her face sets because she knows she's about to take care of some business that's going to bring up yicky feelings. And she doesn't like yicky feelings. Scratches everywhere. How ladylike. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's going to just head out to do what she's got to do. Perfect. So as your long fingers with black talons on the end grasp the doorknob and turn it, you open the door, and just outside the door, you find a black envelope. Oh, come on. She hesitates, but she ends up picking it up. So you take it between your long, thin fingers, grasp the black envelope. It matches your talons. Give it a sniff first. It smells of brimstone and sulfur. It's nice. And strangely enough, maybe a little lavender. Oh. So do you open it now? No, she'll pocket it. Deal with it later. It is uncomfortably cold in your pocket. Mm. 
Don't worry, I'll get to you. All right, where to? She's gonna spiffy up and go back to original breed Sanjana. Great, with those nice purple stripies on the skin and little black highlights amidst her orange afro puffs. Straight to Martello. To Martello, interesting. All right. Martello, quick question. Yeah. Does Martello have a penthouse suite or is he on the same floor as everybody else? Oh, you know he has a penthouse suite. Why wouldn't he? All right. So up a flight of stairs, Sanjana. The stairway ends in a door. I bet he's not awake. I'm gonna go to the door, knock with two hands. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Let's say it's nine. It's only been four hours since the meeting. Uh, one moment, uh, as Martello gets up, rubs his eyes, cracks his neck, stands up, and goes to brush off his silk pajamas. <laughs> well, he's gonna have silk pajamas. Yeah. But no burlap in this. No, no burlap. This is just straight silk. You know, he's gonna grab, like, a robe and put it on over it, and I think it's gonna end up giving, like, a Hugh Hefner feel. Like, his... <laughs> His robe looks more like a smoking jacket than a robe. So wait, so a Hugh Hefner look or a Zap Brannigan look? All right, no pants. We're going Zap Brannigan. Oh, no. Perfect. It's real, but no. <laughs> uh, uh. So how long does this ritual take? The simple acts of Martello brushing off his, it takes him uh, a good solid three hours. <laughs> oh, my God. It is now noon. Checks his teeth. There's a little gleam. Why are the molars always so hard to reach? <laughs> wow. I have two choices here. Because I doubt Sanjana would actually have stayed there for three hours. Uh, I mean, jokes aside, it's not actually going to take him three hours to open the door. He's not that bad. It, it's just going to take him like two, three minutes to do the basic thing. He's into himself, but he, even he's not three hours to prepare himself to open a door that knocked into himself yet. So... He'll put on the velour robe, walk over to the door, and open it. Yes? Nice uh, outfit. Thank you. LaFou designed it. Of course. Sanjana looks over his shoulder. We gotta talk. All right. He steps back, kind of confused. He thought that most of the talking was done last night. He steps back and lets you in. What's up? I just wanted to have a conversation between just the two of us. He motions for her to have a seat as he takes one himself. As he's just like, oh, uh, careful with that statue. LeFou made it himself. I'm sure it's priceless. That's about three copper. <laughs> so I'm just going to plop down on the nearest fluffy thing, looking very uncomfortable. So, uh, nice room. You like the uh, pretty things, huh? When it comes to decorating, I like to use antlers. Is that what you came to talk about? Not exactly. It's just that my point is you strike me as somebody who doesn't like to get their hands actually dirty. You know I'm the one that killed that pirate yesterday, right? What was his name? DiGiorno? Sure. Oh, gosh. I just realized there's two characters that never call anybody by their name anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How, how will we communicate? Surprisingly well. Oh. Trust me. Getting my hands dirty is nothing. I go hunting. I mean, I earned all these antlers myself. This one right here, I got up early on a Sunday for a flea market. <laughs> now that was a real bargain hunt. Angela looks so confused. It's rare that she's caught off guard, but off guard she is caught. That one I just shot. <laughs> she's still staring at the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Her lips are moving, but no sound is coming out, and she's just perplexed. He sees that look. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, no, sometimes thinking's hard. As he waits for her to gather her thoughts, he picks up a pipe that he puts into his mouth. She can see bubbles start to form off the end of the pipe. <laughs> this must be really helping her image of Martello being willing to dirty his hands. <laughs> she turns back to him, finally, and... Starts to say something, thinks better of it, and says, you mentioned you had a history, and I know a little something about history. Your character sheet would say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help the joke. You said you had a history. Yes. I fully intend on making Al dead. Yeah. See, here's the thing. You got me on your side, but when the time comes, I get the kill shot. It takes him a moment to process it. It's not easy for him. <laughs> As you said, I have a history with him. I will do everything in my power 
to get us there. But if you want the kill shot, you'll have to get to it before me. Fair enough. And holds out his hand. So we have an accord? Sajana reaches out and gives him a nice, firm, friendly handshake. Agreed. She's just gazing at Martello. He crosses his legs. <laughs> Very killer instinct. <laughs> he suddenly uncrosses his legs to recross them. <laughs> oh, that's very Martello. <laughs> How many people can I make Martello based off of? There's one more thing. Yes? As he puffs another bubble. This isn't what we chose. And uh, the thing is, and for the first time ever, you see Sanjana just her shoulders slump, her face drops, and there's real sorrow in her eyes. Her whole demeanor has changed. And you have to strain almost to hear her voice because it's not that usual loud brass bravado behind it. It's, it's old pain. Whatever we do, we can't lose any more kids. I tried with the little rug rat back there, and I never would have let that happen if I had it in my power. And... There just can't be no more kids. I lost too many, and it can't be on me again. I don't do good a lot, but I'm not that bad. So Martello just nods as though he knows exactly what you're talking about. But certainly actually don't know what she's talking about. But he also doesn't examine that he doesn't know. <laughs> he thinks he does. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, she's telling me I must know it. I'm just not going to worry about it. He nods, leans forward, and looks at her directly in the eyes. I will do everything in my power to not let a child die. It's not something I will let happen. So if that is a concern you have, don't even worry about it. I'll prevent it. You have my word on that. Above all else, including my own soul, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott laughs, which is... Is it just me or did you hear an ominous DM laugh? I get a chill and I'm a little worried. He pulls his velour robe a little closer as he uncrosses and recrosses his legs. Again! <laughs> pretend really not to see. I just want to say, this wouldn't have happened if Scott did not ask if I was going Zap Rannigan. You did open that door. You really So, Banked, yes. you had an interesting night's sleep, or, well, day's sleep. By uh, the way, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I know that we slept, but because I know that you're a stickler for this, are there any bathtubs at the place that we're staying at? Not in the rooms. Okay. There are buckets for... No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, well, also, the buckets are probably made out of wood, aren't they? Yes, but, I yeah. mean, as one might expect, buckets tend to be watertight. So, question... If I take out all of the components that are inside the haversack, can I sleep in the haversack in, like, the extra-dimensional space, being that it's a magical item and it can't be destroyed by conventional means? Huh. Does it work like that? It does work like that. You would run out of air pretty quickly, though. But I can't. I'm an ooze. I don't have to breathe. Oh, no, I gave you that, didn't I? I, I you absolutely did give me that. Oh, I hope you know. Hoisted by my own petard. I hope you know that I've actually been thinking about this for a long time, and I'm like, this could work. I don't know. He could just say no, because he's the DM, but this could work. I'm going to say yes, because oh. this is very inventive, and I approve. Thank you. I almost want to get two. One that I can carry stuff around, and another one I can sleep in. I mean, there will be a residue after this. <laughs> there will be a residue. That's so gross. Okay. Yeah, I'll sleep in it for the night, just to see that it happened. Well, in that case... There's a little bit of evening sunlight coming in through the window that just manages to hit the very top of your bag, and you can sort of see daylight through the hole in the void pocket dimension that you have. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Can I pull myself out of it? Is that like a big deal? You know, I would make you roll for it, but at this point, you're going to keep trying until you get out. Sure. So no, no, I'm okay. not going to bother. I'll put a post-it to remind myself to put like a ladder inside the handy haversack. Keep in mind, that will take up some of the volume. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Okay, well, I decide to put everything back in. What time is it? It's like one or two in the afternoon. None of your compatriots are probably awake at this point. Banked is normally the early rise and shine type of person. 
banked will go out to the night market. I mean, it's a night market. So is there anything that's open during this time? The night market typically takes place at night. Thank you, Scott. I assume that there are other markets that exist not during night. There are definitely shops, but it's much more along the lines of staples and like food staples. And there's nothing exciting. Basically, this is the time when people who work during the day, not the people who have a bunch of disposable income to go out at night and party all night. Uh, the people who work during the day are getting things done. Wow. This is a really interesting world that you've actually set up because I'm thinking right now of, well, what about the people that stay up all night partying and stuff? When do they work? They don't work during the day because they have no time to sleep. So in medieval times, the people who are wealthy with disposable incomes are the land owners who have people who work for them. Feudalism. Yes. And their entire job is essentially moving money around. Got it. This is a very distinct and separate class system. So you have the daywalkers, <laughs> you have the people who are up during the day doing all yeah. the manual labor, and then yeah. you have the people who are there at night, the rich people who are just constantly partying. Yeah, Banked is going to go look for nice fashion stores and whatnot, nice cloaks and stuff. Uh, that would be all night market. Man, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't really holding out for that. Okay, well, what about weapon stores or magic item stores or alchemy stores, stuff like that? Let me not tell you this and have you roll an investigation check, which will represent you asking a bunch of townsfolk. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Good thing I'm very charismatic. I rolled a nine plus zero, so that works. In terms of magic items and weapons and things, Not really. I mean, you do ask around, it does take you a while, and somebody says, oh, yeah, there's a blacksmith shop on the mainland to the north, but I don't know how many weapons they'll have. It's mostly, you know, horseshoes and stuff. Oh, I see. So, did I find the blacksmith, or do I have to... I mean, you've been pointed in the direction of a blacksmith. Blacksmiths can and do make anything. Hmm. Okay, cool. So, I'll just go to that blacksmith. What's the name of the shop? It doesn't have a name. It's not fancy. What kind of place do you think this is? It's called Blacksmith, yeah. Let me paint a word picture. Sure, sure. (laughs) When you walk into this place, essentially what you walk into is a clerk area with weapons and equipment and tools lining the walls and a mannequin wearing some rough pieces of metal armor. Basically a showcase of this place's work. And there's a desk and a till and that's about it. But you see that there is a wide open door frame with no door in the back. The shop extends much farther in and there are a lot of anvils and hammers lining the wall and tongs, all manner of different types of very heavy looking equipment. There is, you know what? No, I'm not going to go too much into detail describing sure. how a power hammer might work. in the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> World building. Does it look like there's anybody in the back room? So one person will pop their head out with sort of greasy black hair as soon as you enter. Just a moment. I'm just putting out the forge for the day. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. Go ahead. I'm just going to take my time to look around. Yeah, look around. Uh, We have good things. We have good things here. I mean, besides weapons, do they have like farming equipment? Like Oh, yeah. Like scythes? Like big reaper scythes? When you say scythe, do you mean like a... Like it's a bird bill coming out of a stick because that's not really what scythes are. Yeah, I know that it's like a weird long curved staff with two handles jutting out of it. So a scythe, there's definitely some curve to it. It curves not only back, but to the side as well. And there's two handles that are offset from each other. One for the left hand to go down and one for the right hand to control the swing. Or vice versa, I can't remember off the top of my head. And the blade is slightly offset so that it is slicing parallel to the ground. Sure. It is not a very efficient melee weapon. It is very much a farming tool for cutting grass. But yeah, there's definitely a sight there. I'm going to take a look around. Is anyone looking at me? Uh, At the moment, no. I've actually never done this before because there have always been so many things happening. I'm going to make my sword appear in my hand. Mm. I would like to turn my sword into the scythe that I see before me. And it does so. Ah, oh, so cool. Like Clayface. Uh. <laughs> for those who don't know, that's a Batman villain. I'm going to look for something like a rapier. Are there any like nice ceremonial rapiers here? 
There's one. It's not very nice. It's more of, this is what a rapier should look like from someone who has never made a nobleman's rapier. Oh, I see. It's a functional rapier, but it is not fancy or expensive looking. Sure. I would like to transform my scythe into the rapier. And it does so. Oh, it's so cool. One last one. I'm going to look for a uh, battle axe or something of the sort. So you find a woodsman's axe, but probably not a battle axe per se. Okay. Well, I'm going to rescind my sword. I'm going to take a look around for like a nice long sword. Not ceremonial, but like a nice one. So really, I'm not going to even bother making you roll an investigation check for this. This is a shop. You can find anything you need to find. Sure. You find maybe three or four different long swords of varying lengths and handle hilts. And of them, they are of varying quality. But there's two of them that are exactly the same. And they appear to be the cleanest work. Decent quality leather and stitching. And they're slightly longer. And they have a... It's sort of like a triangle shape. From the hilt, the two edges of the blade come forward in straight lines until they meet in a very sharp point at the tip. Like a Greek sword? More like a syncadia. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Syncadia. Ooh, that's cool looking. Yeah, but long sword length yeah. instead of a dagger. I'm looking at the two out of three. What about the third one? The third one is your standard long sword, but thinner. And the leather on the handle is swayed with rivets rather than leather wrap. Ooh, that sounds cool. Is there a price tag on this one? If you have to ask, then you can't afford it. Oh, oh, it's too expensive? No, 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 no. It, never oh, okay. Mind. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> I don't know if that was a slight against me or if you're <laughs> suggesting that it's really expensive. No, 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 no. 15 gold is what a longsword costs in the player's handbook. They're all probably around the same price. So 15 gold. Okay. So I'm going to do one more thing looking around. I'm going to look for magic weapons. How do you look for them? With my eyes. No, I, I assume they're not going to be glowing. 10% of magic weapons do glow. Huh. That's actually somewhere from the rule book from somewhere. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Is there a, like a rarer section, like a more quality section of this place? It's one room. You see what you see. Okay. Can I make a check to try to find? Uh... If you're looking for magic items, if they're not obviously glowing, then there's nothing you can really look for, per se. You need detect magic to detect magic. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. Is the guy back out yet? Why not? Let's move the story along. Sure. Sir? Yes, uh, how can I help you? As he takes a rag and wipes the soot from his hands. Do you have any magic weapons in your shop here, your store here? No, uh, we don't really have uh, the magic. That is really more of a secondary thing. We can have something made for you uh, that, uh, how do you say? Oh, no, 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 thank you. It's okay. I'm going to actually be leaving town pretty soon. Ah, then no, we do not have anything in stock. Sure, thank you. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm going to murder this poor guy. Oh, no. Not Sven! I've decided his name is Sven. I was gonna say, what's his name? Sven? Yes, my name is Sven. And he has three children, and two of them are adopted. Oh, no, not... And one is in crutches. <laughs> I feel... And the other needs a special medicine. Scott, stop it. <laughs> special medicine. It's just the plot of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> I gotta eat. I cast Mind Spike. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I'm gonna look at him. I'm gonna shrug and be like, sorry, man. And I'm gonna cast Mind Spike. It's not an attack. He has to save. It's a wisdom save of 15. Oh. Uh, hmm. I feel so bad. I'm gonna guess the three doesn't do it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Okay, let me roll 4d8 psychic damage. <laughs> I rolled 19 points of psychic damage. Ooh. This poor commenter has no idea what's coming to him. Is he still alive? No, he's down. Down like a sack of bricks. Oh, man. Poor guy. Well, that was exciting. I'm gonna just casually walk behind the counter. When you walk by to the counter, do you get close to him? Yeah, I walk over to him and I absorb him. It's like that ferrofluid over a magnet. Oh, that's an image in my head. I don't know about a good one, but it's certainly an image. And I guess you're good for another month. <sighs> poor Sven. And his three now orphan children. And his poor wife. His poor wife, who I hadn't had the chance to tell you, but she has tuberculosis and she's dying too. No, no, not consumption. Oh. You ruined this family. <laughs> I've ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is there like a lockbox, like a cash box? 
Sure, yeah, there's a cash box. It's not hard to find. Sure. Can I try to use my gross ooze kyanite fingers to unlock it? We have established in the past that you can, so please feel free. So what is that, sleight of hand? Yes, sleight of hand. My God, I feel like I'm turning into a worse and worse person. I rolled a 20, a dirty 20, but it's still a 20. Yep, it opens. Okay, well, that'll do it. I assume he has something inside. Enjoy eight gold worth of coppers and silver pieces. Sure. Let's go ahead and do a 70-30 ratio. Uh, Oh, okay, sure. You do the math. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do it later. The listeners are already shouting. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad. I don't want to just... Because there's no trace of him, right? No, I mean, unless you're going to spit out his boots and stuff. Yeah, I'll do that. Because, ew. You just absorbed a man, and you're talking about shoes being gross. You realize you absorbed his feet, too. It's fine, it's fine, semantics. Uh, I'm gonna look around for a sample of his handwriting, uh, by, like, ledgers, or by uh, receipts. Then that's gonna be an investigation check. Okay, I'll roll investigation with my really high intelligence. (laughs) I got a dirty 13. I know, Mm -hmm. so great. I mean, you don't know if it's his hand. Oh, sure. That's he might not be the only person. That's here. very fair. So you find some handwriting that may or may not belong to poor Sven, the now former father of three orphan children and a dying wife who loved his mother. I will try to copy the handwriting. And had a complicated relationship with his father. I w- <laughs> I will try to copy his handwriting. That's a sleight of hand check. Okay, I wrote a sleight of hand. And that's a dirty 20. Man, oh man. Full circle. So you make a near-perfect copy. It is definitely the, the same handwriting as the sample that you found. Which, as I say again, may or may not be Sven. Sure. Who volunteered at his local church and had uh, <laughs> weekly poker night games with his friends and was well-loved in his community. I will write on a large piece of parchment. Something to the extent of, I'll be absent for a month I need to go on my spiritual journey. Please leave all future orders under the door. And I'm going to stick it in the window. I'm going to find the long sword, the one with the um, suede handle. Is there, like, nice packaging around here? I'll say you could find a decent scabbard. Okay, sure. A scabbard purpose-built for this sword, which has the similar suede and rivets. Oh, very nice. I'll do that. Now, what color suede do you think this should be? I would like it to be, like, green or something, like turquoise or... Mm, okay. Give me a, uh... <laughs> a persuasion check for the DM. Give me a persuasion check for me. <laughs> Persuade me not to make it black suede. <laughs> oh, this is 17. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Sure, it's green suede. Uh, sure, green suede. Perfect. I'll put it into the handy haversack, and I will... I feel so bad for this poor guy who is still squirming in my stomach. Oh, he's not squirming. He's definitely 100% dead. Have you ever put, like, salts on dead muscles and seen them jump? Oh. But that's at least what I'm picturing in my head. He's doing the death rattle chive. You're a monster! You, Tommy, are a monster! I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to leave the shop. I'm going to take out my lockpicky fingers. And I'm going to try to lock it. And if not, I'm going to try to jam it. Excuse me, the front door. What kind of check would that be? I think it would be a strength check to jam the door. Well, first, I'm going to try to lock the door. Oh, then just a dex check, then. Is it not still sleight of hand with the whole finger thing? You know what? Fine. Sleight of hand. Okay. Cool. 19. It is locked. Cool. I will... Wait, did you leave his boots in there? I think I did. (laughs) I'm sure that won't come up in the future. I'm sure that won't have any repercussions. Banked is going to transform his cloak from the brilliant blue to like a deep black, an onyx obsidian black, and have his clothes be a little bit darker as well. It doesn't feel right having such exciting clothes. Yeah, I go back to the inn. Now that everybody has eaten, I guess it's dusk. At this point, and Greg's not able to leave until after sundown. So y'all spent the last evening hours indoors. And I guess that's as good a point as any to bring you all together to discuss. 
It is the following evening. The sun has come and gone. Everyone has had a long rest in the daytime, which by the way, now that all of you have had a long rest, you are now level five, except Martello, who was already level five. Wait, he was a what the whole time? Oh, I was level five the whole time. No, what? I feel chipped. I was meant to be an enemy. <laughs> I had to be a challenge. There's four of you. Anyway, uh, I'm going to walk up to Greg. And by the way, Greg, Yeah. just letting you know, Banked is looking a little thicker. Like he's carrying the weight of another person. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I wanted to console you last night. Uh, okay. I wanted to say, I know how you sometimes leak the idea of not wanting to be around here and wishing things had gone differently. And I, I just want to say that I appreciate you being uh, in the party. And I, um, I feel safer with you by my side. I know that you'll have my back. I'm going to reach into my handy haversack and I'm going to take out a longsword and I'm just going to hand it to Greg. Mm. Um... Okay. So that's what you were planning on doing with it. Yeah, don't don't worry. Don't don't worry. He just walks away. Were we having a moment? I'm a little confused, but <laughs> He's he's gone. <laughs> moment over. Okay. I guess I now have a long sword. That's cool. Add it to your sheep. <laughs> it is your undead equivalent of mourning. <sighs> so, Martello, you were saying before that we have hope and whatnot, and do we have any idea where to start? I mean, we don't even know how to get home. Home. I would do air quotations with my fingers, but... Podcast. But I don't have fingers. No, I'm joking. I don't have fingers. It's just goo. <laughs> you still have time before you have to go back. Yes. I guess first we have to decide where are we going now and how are we getting there? Well, I, I did want to take the pirate boat last night, but it dawned on me that we have no way to order the you know crew to help us. And I don't know how I feel about being on foot. So you're saying you want to take a boat? Yeah, I think that that might be the wisest idea. All right, hold that thought for a second. Martel is going to get up and walk downstairs into the main bar and just say, is there anyone with a boat willing to let me use it? Martello, that's not what I meant. Oh, he's already gone. He's out of the room. He's downstairs. A grizzled elder man. I got a boat. Fantastic. LeFou? Would you mind handling all the paperwork and all that? Yes, sir. All right. And then I walk back upstairs. We have a boat. Wow, that fast? Goodness gracious. All right. Like I said, you're with a hero now. A boat? Like, what type of boat? Did you get any more information? It's the kind of boat that goes on water. Hey, Ma, what's for dinner tonight? Food. What kind of food? The food you eat. Thanks, Ma. Uh, okay, Martel, that doesn't really... Was he a fisherman? You know what? I'm not going to ask any more questions. Are we ready to go? Well, right now, the food is just simply handling the final touches. I suggest while that's happening, you guys all pack up. I need to have a conversation with LeFou before we leave. Before we leave, anybody want to do- <gasps> Banked is going to immediately bolt out the door, yelling behind him, the squished copper thing, as he just runs into the streets. I think Martello's currently a little stunned, because I don't think he's used to him saying something, and then someone immediately running out of the room instead of acknowledging him. Is this what it's like to be a common person? Now you know how I feel. I can't wait for that that anime romance to happen between Martello. I feel like you're setting it up too. It's like the perfect anime romance. Yeah, like so sundering. When Martello's floating and Bank just kind of goes, you know, I don't like you, Bucka. <laughs> Why doesn't Senpai notice me? <laughs> oh my god! Now there's gonna be so much fan art. Oh my god! Yeah, I encourage this. I only want wholesome fan art. Okay, moving on because people have bedtimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Once I have this discussion, Marcello's gonna head down and find LeFou. LeFou is now holding out a deed to you. Thank you, LeFou. I need to speak with you for a moment. Anything you need. LeFou, I'm about to go out on a journey, and it might be the most important journey and adventure that I've ever been on. When do we leave? That hurts. You monster! You told me I can't bring Why him. Why would you make that suggestion? If we leave right now, let's go. Come on, pack your things. We're going. You left it open. We're leaving. Let's go. But all right, jokes aside, he reaches back and pulls out one of his javelins and hands it to Lefou. I need you here, protecting Gambladina. I'm gonna miss you so much. 
I'm gonna miss you too. <laughs> also, completely unrelated to the reasons why I need you here, I also forged your name on that document, and he takes off the muscle shirt and puts it on him. So I really need you to stay here and follow that strict schedule of advertisement, or else there's gonna be a huge legal issue. <laughs> he puts on the shirt. <laughs> I've given you all the stat block for a keelboat, which is what you came up with on short notice. I don't know whether I thought it was going to be far bigger or far smaller. Stop! That's not what I meant! You guys are monsters! The keelboat itself is not in the best shape. It's not in bad shape by all means. It's definitely seaworthy, but it is small. There is a little shed type thing in the center of the boat that does provide shelter. Uh, there is a single mast with a sail, and there are some oars along the side for rowing. It is capable of river and coastline travel. Okay, I see. If you take it out on the open water, you are taking your life into your own hands because it is not a large vessel. As they stand before it, I'm assuming with like all their stuff, he looks at it, grins his heroic grin, nods, and then looks to everyone else and goes, so, who knows how to sail? Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, additional sound effects courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. Find more of his work on Twitter at John Art. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident mushroom, Jin, who streams on twitch.tv slash phantomquip. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, Sombra. You can find all of our social media handles and full show notes on our website, rfedpod.com. I now have to throw out about seven pages of notes. So thanks for that, Bambi. Thanks for that a lot. What can I say except wowie Listen, I did that completely of my own accord, and it worked. Yeah, our plan was to kill him and then just, like, ship him with us. Absolutely. I would have stuffed him in the handy haversack. That was my plan. You guys took it upon yourselves to add a new permanent player to this podcast. Martello was the person we didn't know we needed. Anyway, that's the end of our season. We're going to be on a little bit of a content break while we record the next season. One quick question before we call it, I, just for the sake of it, does the boat have a name? You know what? Let's have our listeners decide. Ooh, good idea. Uh, social media coordinator, how do we do that? Wait, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Wouldn't that be great as like a, a, a Twitter, a, what do they call it? Poll? Vote? What, what is yeah. it? A, a poll. Poll. Yeah. Vote for the boat. Vote for the boat. We're really glad to have all of you listeners and, well, catch you next season. Okay, everybody say bye. 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 bye.